Kentucky Roll Call podcasts are brought to you by Cornbread Hemp. Do you cheer for a team without a head coach? Is prayer the only way you'll hear your team's name on Selection Sunday? You might be suffering from depression, anxiety, or what we like to call March Sadness. Have no fear, Cornbread Hemp is here. Cornbread Hemp's organic, full-spectrum CBD products have just what you need to relieve everyday anxiety. Try our Extra Strength Gummies today. Use the promo code BIGX at checkout and get 30% off your purchase at cornbreadhemp.com. Don't wait to beat the buzzard. Try Cornbread Hemp today. Bueller, 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 Bueller. Good morning. Tip, tip of the cap to tip of the tip. Be- cat, just the cat, just cats. Cats, 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 cats tip. Tip of the cap. Terry Wilson. He's going to throw. Conrad. Touchdown, Kentucky! Touchdown, Kentucky! Victory, Kentucky! Like, give your fans what they want, you dinguses. She probably smokes marijuana. Bad, bad girl. Rubbish! There's buggers over here. Back outside. This is the point where he always hits it. Aaron Harrison, beyond belief. We did it. We beat those British We beat the British. Suck it, Cornwallis. Ten kids. You're basically pregnant for 20 years. Pregnant or breastfeeding. Just wild. Like, that sounds exhausting. Potheads. What an adorable, what an adorable bunch of people. Woodson from the gun. Play fake. Step it up. He's throwing deep down the near sideline. He's got Johnson. 20, 10, 5, touchdown, Kentucky. Jesus, Rash, get it together. It's game day. Come on. Welcome to Kentucky Roll Call with Walker and Roush. Hello, everybody. Happy Friday to you. February 18th, 2022. You're listening to Kentucky Roll Call here on Big X Sports Radio. 96 FM, 1450 AM. TJ Walker, Nick Roush, and Justin Kalen here on your Friday morning. Happy Friday, fellas. We did it. Woohoo! Wow. We did it. Congratulations. Hey, just pat yourself on the back. You made it to the weekend. What if you have little T-Rex arms and you can't reach your back? Um, speak for yourself, Scoots. <laughs> speak for yourself. Are you excited for this weekend, Justin? What are you doing with all this yeah. time off? Yeah, what are you doing uh, with all no, this time off, buddy? You know, boys, I have no idea, and I don't really care right now. I just know that I'm not going to be doing much. That's one thing I can tell you for oh. sure. Wow. Good for so you, I'll buddy. be going down I'm to happy Georgia for to you. celebrate. Hang, hang. No, you're not going to be playing any golf. No, you. We won't be able to play golf for three weeks. We got three inches of rain yesterday. A lot of rain. Yeah, it was, it was some nasty stuff. A lot of, a lot of rain. It poured down yeah. all day. It was crazy. Yeah, it really was. Really yeah, was. But- How, how's the basement doing, T? I know you got a. Uh, some folks got to worry about water getting in their basement. You have recently redone yours. Do you, do you have to play dad and like? protect the basement from water at all no i don't um we do have our backyard is super flooded because we kind of live in oh. swampy lake area so the our, the the worst thing about the rain yesterday is just having to wipe the the dog's paws off which is always a pain in the butt and but we we've got a sump pump so as long as that sump pump is working i don't have any concerns 
I my I do have a concern that just big picture stuff that like how are you supposed to know when a sump pump gives out besides mm. the fact that you get water in your basement like sump pumps when they're they, they obviously don't have this technology so i'm joking but some people probably wouldn't know that but like with a uh, six months left some pumps should just make an obnoxious noise or something like i'm kind I'm of like not, a smoke I'm detector hold, I'm, not, I'm not gonna hold much longer i'm not gonna hold much longer something like that so you so you notice it right, more so than just a beeping sound but like a very obnoxious um maybe like a wet fart you know you get the you know so like you know a mess is on the way yeah actually i think that's a good idea mm -hmm. too is there any <laughs> it, people that have been adults longer than i've been i've asked my dad this he didn't have a good answer for me but like when when do you know some pumps maybe you're going to give out before they give out because obviously you don't want to have to wait till you get water in your basement to know like oh i need a new sump pump and i know like the most of them i think what like five to ten years or something like that but i you know, I, I don't know i don't know how long the one that's been in there has been in there i don't know how much money it costs to replace them so oh, that, somebody that on the thornton's text line can help me out 502-414-1450 even if it's uh even if it ends up having to be a podcast listener over the weekend you let me know somebody help me with some some dad well, advice so one thing i've learned at, it's a sub pump it's it's technically okay. some it, does, like it doesn't it doesn't oh okay that's what it sounds like tj's saying sump. so because well, it is sump it's like technically sump but i would always call it like a sub pump like a submarine but i that that Same. is not correct oh it you all thought it was a sub pump, pump. that's what what I always yeah, refer to, and it made it sense too. It's like a submarine flushing the water out. Uh, sub, sub means below, so yeah. We we have to note them in appraisals and whatnot. So I guess it's just because I'm smarter than you all that I know that stuff. So, <laughs> well, one thing I've learned uh, as as Mr. Board of Trustees member, I'm I'm technically on the facilities committee, so I've got to make sure that all the facilities are good. You learn that. Um, these things have expiration dates and unlike your house like in the big facilities you have to kind of know what's coming ahead of time and plan ahead you can't just go to lowe's and pick up a new hvac system for a giant indoor practice facility uh you can't go down to um charlie wilson's and get a brand new turf field so um that's why the university of kentucky is spinning the big bucks baby they're getting ahead of it uh, and and they're they're fixing their stuff. Um, it's, it's it's due. It's due. I, I'm sure the expiration date on those video boards uh, is reaching an end. Uh, TJ, I know you went to a couple games last year. Did you ever? Were you ever there whenever some of the board would go out? I don't know if I. I, I don't remember. I, I I'm not somebody that's going to get overly triggered by those things, at least in the moment. And then I clearly have forgotten about them if they did i want to feel like one of the games there was like a little black box that was taken up just like a little bit of the yes. area but it wasn't <laughs> anything too too severe it wasn't anything too severe wheeler it was just a little tiny part of the jumbotron um i i've always had the mindset though like what possibly could so i i don't know the the how big is uk's video board right now do you any idea who um uh... I'm not good uh, with those with those sort of things. Yeah, those are those are very large. But let's just say uh, 75 by 50 feet. I, I don't. That, 
that that could be terribly wrong, but that's that's a guess. Well, uh, what what's what's it at Jerry World? Um, that thing is huge. They always make they always make a big. It's a eight thousand eighty four by one hundred five. Or no, that may be the one at Kansas City. Anyways, any what 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 could be the p- price difference between like a huge jumbotron and a jumbo jumbotron? Like I, I just go ahead and make it as big as you possibly can. Have it going from one side of the suites to the other side of the suites. I don't don't skimp out on the video board. People love video boards. No, everybody everybody watches them during commercials. College football commercials seem like they last for eight minutes now nowadays. And there's every three seconds, it seems like they're going. The little guy with the with the board comes out onto the field and the time official, and it's counting down, and you're waiting forever. So you go and you watch what's on the screen. So yeah, they they need to. I'm happy to hear um, that they're going to be doing the indoor practice facility. That's much needed mm-hmm. as well. And uh, uh, some upgrades, upgrades, yeah. Roush. I, I would think that the video board uh, stuff, uh, some of it, yeah, I'm sure it's entering its last life because I believe they upgraded those prior to doing the stadium back in 2015. Uh, and yeah, when when those little black boxes would show up, it would just annoy the bejesus out of me. Uh, but <laughs> I, I think a lot of it would be having to do with, well, you don't, how, how much do you want to add to the structure to support it? You know, steel, concrete—that stuff might be expensive, but uh, five million bucks going to that LED lights. Um, I, a lot of people have complained over the years. I, I don't notice this. I think it's only for certain parts of the stadium, but the sound, like they can't hear it very well in certain parts, so they're upgrading the sound system as well. And uh, the blue LED lights—they're—they're they're gonna look pretty cool. So. I want to say it's the student section. If you're near the student section side. Everything is really, really loud from the audio speakers. And if you're on the opposite end zone of the student section, it's tough to hear. I could have that backwards, but uh, I, I'm by the, I may be moving seats, no big deal, but I'm oh. by the student section currently with where things stand. And I don't have any issues with the audio. Um, so that that's not that's not a that's not a huge complaint for me. But this is great news, and I, I saw some people discussing that. Aha! Uh-huh, this is what Stoops wanted. UK delivered. It's got. We've we're gonna. That means we he's gonna stay. No reason to leave now. He may still leave. I'm not worried about Stoops leaving anytime soon. It would have to be the perfect. It'd have to be a really really good job. I only think there's a handful out there. Uh, that he'd leave Kentucky for, and then I only think there's a handful of those jobs, even a small number of the. Well, if I've already got a handful, then I need to take it. Uh, a, a small number of those jobs that would realistically consider hiring Stoops. Mm-hmm. So I'm not overly concerned he'd leave. Now that being said, if one of those jobs came a calling, I would expect Stoops most likely to take it. But the good news is these facilities, Roush, they're going to last you a long time. You'll have them, and it'll make Kentucky that much. Sexier of a choice for a future coach, and in the meantime, recruits, 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 transfers that are may have been playing at a facility for or at a program for three years. Their facilities were trash, and they say, "Oh, you know what? I get a final year, a final two years, and I'll 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 get some of the nicest in the entire country." So, 
all good news for UK. Mm-hmm. I, I'm not doing any like connect the dots. This means Stoops is locked in for life or anything along those lines. But I just know this makes the UK football program that much better, which means I'm all for it. And credit to Mitch Barnhart for making it happen. Well, definitely, definitely. And, and I think part of it is, A, you're sending the right message. Like, Mark, whatever you get, we'll we'll take care of it for you. Um, but two, this is the most practical upgrade they've needed in a while. And that's just having the t- – like. How many times in spring practice do we hear Stoops complaining about that turf in that indoor facility? It's it's an annual tradition, unlike any other. So uh, it's kind of like when you hear the Masters music in the background, you know it's about time for Stoops to start bitching and moaning about that turf. So from a practical standpoint, they use that quite a bit, having that, having it to where they don't have to adjust practices. Um, like, yes, space is going to be tighter because you don't have four fields, but – to be able to do full team periods um, w- without having to really worry about injuries, you feel like you can get higher quality work accomplished. So having that there, uh, you know, especially if like bad weather shows up, I, I don't know if there's been any cases recently because I'm not in the weather as much, but like, hell, my senior football season, it rained so much that fall and we were just practicing in mud half the time. That can limit you your your team if you're not getting quality work in because of the weather so to get this done it's necessary um and, and it, it's the wheels are officially in motion I, I i don't think you can expect um the board of trustees is going to give its stamp of approval this afternoon um i i haven't heard like the rough dates uh, on when but like I, I would imagine it would take a year or so to to do the indoor like i i i I have I've heard that uh, you'll never believe this. There's supply chain issues with certain things like uh, getting the field turf. So you know, well, I I don't, I don't know the timetable on when it will be complete, but this is the first step of the process. You get the official stamp of approval, and then you can move forward with actual physical, physically moving things and, and getting things done. Unrelated, I know that the indoor practice facility turf, blah blah blah. Really wish the old Krogue would go back to natural grass. It, it was it looked better, and more and more evidence coming out that natural surface is better than artificial for player safety. The uh, old heads loved it, and part of the reason why they loved it is because it was notoriously slick. Um, huh. So when they would play opponents, uh, they would just fall down much easier, especially like in bad weather particularly. Interesting that the Krog was known for being for being slick. I'm trying to think. I mean, obviously, Roush, we've seen dozens and dozens of bad weather games in Commonwealth Stadium or Kroger Field when they did have natural grass. I, I don't know. I don't think any of them stood out in a big way as like being. We got the advantage because of the worst it, weather game I can remember. Yeah. Uh, and, it, it was a loss. It was that Mississippi State 07 game. Well, that one was cold, and it was actually kind of snowing during that one. It was miserable. That that weather, yeah, that was just completely awful. But uh, did they mention anything about potentially a small, very modest Liam Cohen statue in in this budget? You know what? I I haven't got to the line items, but I think we are – I think we have a a sculptor on standby. They're, They're actually putting him on retainer. 
Yeah, with how much money SEC programs make nowadays, I, I would yeah just have, just have a sculptor um, in in the athletic program. Well, well, what's funny you mentioned that there. I saw an article yesterday. Was a very slow news day. Uh, so I'm, I'm trying to find something to write about. I'm like, ooh, a new statue coming to Rupp Arena. Uh, they're moving a statue that was at the Henry Clay Estate to the convention center. I don't know what said statue looks like, but we're at least moving in the right direction, TJ. I love it. I have no, I had no idea about that, uh, but that that that's that's awesome. But no, this is all great. It's not a huge surprise. It didn't come out of left field. Obviously, Stoops, as Roush said, has been talking about this for a long time. And then there had been rumblings that I think Mitch had said as much that like we're we're working on it. It's going to happen. So we, we knew it was just a matter of time. But good to hear. And then it's not officially official official just yet, but it will be mm-hmm. soon enough. And uh, any idea when all the, when when is it all going to get completed? Yeah, that's the that's the thing. I know there's supply chain issues with a lot of this stuff um, because I think they wanted to redo like the actual Kroger Field turf for this fall, and I that that might be that might be too tough of an ask. Uh, but I think the video boards um, will probably be like I, I think that should be a go. And apparently they're going to be – so if you went to Camping World Stadium and saw the video boards there, I think it's going to be similar. So uh, okay. Kentucky, the Citrus Bowl school. You can't spell citrus without you. And I'm sure that we'll be able to enjoy these new video boards with an ice-cold adult beverage? I, I would hope so. Man, I was watching uh, Providence-hosted Villanova a few weeks back – or not a few weeks, a few days back. I guess it was – Tuesday or Wednesday night before the UK game. And I was seeing videos of people there. The students were here four hours early. They're ready for this game. And they're all in the student section enjoying cold beverages. It's like, oh, imagine what that would be like. Weird. No, wouldn't that be nice? Oh, gosh. Have you watched any of Providence this year? Uh, I watched some of that game, and it was weird seeing Colin Gillespie for Villanova like posting up. It's like, aren't you a point guard? What, what's going on here? Yeah, the old Tubby Smith. I <laughs> I like Providence. They seem fun. Got nothing against Ed Cooley. They are going to be the team in the NCAA tournament that everybody's hoping is like the three in their region, the four in their region, the five, the two, you know, wherever they end up. But everybody's going to be rooting for for them to be in their region because while I think they're a solid team, uh, their their wins they've got more it's not it's not an overly impressive resume really when you get into the weeds of it uh, but anyways we not switching over to college basketball just yet although we will we will still still talking uh, a little football but little footy, they, footy, footy they, football. they they I cannot believe can't believe UK still is is not backing down um Mitch Barnhart, I should say, not backing down off of his alcohol stance. And you know what? There's no bigger – people are going to show up for Saturdays if UK football is good regardless. It's – I. on the one hand, I'm happy about that. On the other hand, I really think it'd send a pretty powerful message if UK fans didn't. But I'm – I'm not going to tell folks not to because I show up. You, know, you only get so many Saturdays in this life. And mm-hmm. to spend them at the Krogue is always a, a great time, especially when the cats are rocking and rolling. Basketball, UK basketball is UK basketball. I think it certainly helped. 
sometimes for those late Tuesday night games or the crappy early season conference game, non-conference games, I should say. Uh, beer would really help in those instances. But Roush, there'd be no bigger benefit from the University of Kentucky being not hypocritical and selling alcohol than at Kentucky Proud Park for the Batcats. Their season starts today. They're oh, on the wow. Road. People forget that. People do forget that. I think they play Jacksonville State. I think they're down in Alabama. Uh, and it starts. It starts today. But there's no bigger, like, Mitch, what are you doing? You, you took the stadium away from the students for baseball as is. Uh, and now you there'd be – I think you could uh, – this is just pulling a number out of my butt, I fully admit it. I think you could make a case for maybe a couple thousand more people on average going to baseball games if you – served alcohol at least maybe a thousand i think it'd be four digits the number uh, but the back hats do start today roush expectations personally for me Ooh. very very low Ooh. however they they're returning all their pitching all their decent pitching and defensively they were a good team last year they should be good this year uh hitting i think everybody's just hoping praying wishing it uh, doesn't look too good of an offensive team, at least on paper. At least that's what the experts are saying, because I certainly have no clue. But the season does start today. My expectations are low, but I'll I'll be cheering them on because it's 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 the University of Kentucky. Yeah, um, I just uh, I have a feeling that we're gonna have a there's gonna be a point here in a few weeks where you're gonna bring up oh the baseball team lost again, and I'm gonna go oh what a surprise. It's just I'm very, very pessimistic entering this this stretch. Yeah, I'll, I'm excited. I, I I really wish if Kentucky baseball was, and I know Louisville didn't make the tournament last year, but we always give Louisville a hard time or make some jokes and have some laughs at their expense. But if Kentucky baseball was Louisville baseball, Roush, we would talk about it a decent amount. Now, would like would we? take away from March Madness and basketball coverage to talk baseball. No, but after basketball season, we would talk a lot of baseball, I, I, but we don't because Kentucky's pretty bad. Uh, and I don't really have a ton of faith in Nick Mingione from figuring it out. I hope he does. Seems like a great guy. It's nothing personal. I just want UK baseball to be good. And in our lifetime, there's been like three good seasons. So I would like more winning, less losing, because uh, I do enjoy following along. I don't know if it's just because come April, there's just not a ton else that really captures my sports interests. But or but I also think college baseball is a hell of a lot more entertaining than MLB. You can't rule out a potential player just kind of dropping a fly ball. That That's a little hyperbolic. It very rarely happens. The college players are really good. But like eight run innings, that's not that's not completely out of the out of the realm of happening in the college baseball world. It's a little bit more action games, maybe sometimes a little bit longer, but I, I do enjoy college baseball. I wish Kentucky was better Roush. So season yeah. starts today, I think four o'clock. Our uh, on three Slack channel reminds me that some places take baseball very seriously. We have yeah, a more Texas than, website. More than, college, more than college basketball. Yeah. Yeah. And I, Texas and LSU are, uh, I think LSU certainly is. Texas is close to that as well. And it's just, man, uh, it's like, oh, this would be fun if people would 
get excited for baseball games. It would be fun. It'd be fun to follow along. Um, but, you know, um, sadly, I, I just don't have the highest expectations. Right now, my baseball fandom is mostly for Matt May's punny headlines. He's the director of media relations for UK baseball. And this week it was uh, the cats are heading to Jackson, parentheses, Ville. <laughs> Get it? The old Johnny Cash song? Oh, very timely stuff. I hope you put Alabama, though, in parentheses. Um, Probably. Yeah, it is not Jackson, Mississippi. It's much different. Or much Jacksonville, different. Florida. There was also another one, too, recently. I just He's, he's the king of um, quips like that. And you'll go back. I, I'll look at old Big Blue history stuff. Um, and they'll have like stories from the game, and a lot of them are his old cat's paws articles. Uh-huh. And there was, there was, uh, there's a lot of those in there, um, uh, where you're just like, wow, I've never, never heard like this is just a good folksy saying. Like, g- give me more of that, please. Give me more of that, Matt May. Yeah. You don't look old, but you've got an old soul. Yeah, Matt May doesn't like that I call him the bat cats, but I, it, I'm not saying everybody has to call him the bat cats. That they can, oh, I'm calling them call the bat cats now. People can call them whatever they want. I, I just why why wouldn't you? Your mascot is the Wildcats. They play baseball with a bat. Bat cat makes perfect sense to me. But, it's uh, like the fact, river bats downtown the, makes much more sense than just bats. The the fact that UK doesn't lean into it and make tens of thousands of dollars maybe hundreds of thousands who knows off merchandise for bat cats if they had if they had some cool bat cat shirts you're telling me you wouldn't have one roush i would oh i would i would like for them to be actual bats too or I, like yeah yeah i agree like mm-hmm. hat part cat part bat oh there's always you some fun even the dracula bang or fangs I, you know Whenever, whenever I do, whenever I tweet out a big blue bomb, which is a great reference for a home run, by the way, uh, I'll use great. a GIF on Twitter of a uh, half cat, half bat. So that's always a good time. But uh, we'll be rooting for them. Maybe they'll prove us wrong. It it, it does. I, now we've went football over to baseball and allow me to make a slow transition while merging sports here. One more Matt May headline. Goldmine, colon, Ritter on Golden Spikes Award preseason watch list. Yeah, that wasn't worth interrupting for, unfortunately. No, it's it's great. Great, no. great, great puns. No. And per per usual, was gonna forget what I okay, got it back. You didn't you didn't we're back, baby. Uh that's one thing with UK basketball with Calipari. I understand there's frustrating things about him. I understand last year was frustrating, but at least you go into seasons with optimism even for uk baseball this it, the, the thing that kind of sucks roush is like best case scenario you make the NCAA tournament i don't think it's overly realistic to think that you'd be hosting a regional and certainly not a national seed and that kind of stinks it like not even though expectations are no should be nowhere in the neighborhood of a national championship or college world series for uk baseball heading into this season it sucks knowing that it's not possible. It, it like it, you can't even really dream about mm-hmm. it, which is I'd, and I'd love if it's July or, or you know June. I think is when this goes on. But uh, for us to be able to go back to the February eighteenth opening day Kentucky roll call and we could play this audio and everybody could laugh and make fun of me because UK went to the College World Series and had an amazing year, but it'd be a complete and total shocker. 
And that and that kind of stinks. I think like even if Kentucky has a season where you could make a case for Nick Mingione to hang around for another year, it probably means UK made the NCAA tournament, probably didn't make a super regional. It's a program mm-hmm. that's never been to Omaha. What, the only SEC team to never go to the College World Series? I mean, that's sadly, it, that, they've only inex- been to one super regional. Uh, <laughs> like, yeah, it's, 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 in, it's inexcusable. It, it's, it's a really, really, really uh, – struggling baseball program that now has one of the nicest stadiums in the country and nobody's going to go. We come full circle partially because Mitch Barnhart's stubborn, but more so because UK baseball is just bad. So um, I'll be rooting for him, but it does kind of stink. Just not even, not even able to dream wildly here. Uh, The the Mm -hmm. dreams are like, you all want to make the sec tournament. Either you want to bet on win totals with me. Win totals. No, yeah, no. We're, we're just talking about how well, bad I, I gave game you game. all the gimme for football. You can't give me the gimme for baseball. The gimme you thought you were going to win, you goober. And yeah, then you actually weeks, believed yeah, Kentucky or back, Indiana would be looking good. back. It was a gimme, and and like three weeks in, you were like, okay, I was wrong. We're saying Indiana has a better baseball program. I covered an Indiana baseball UK I, baseball game. I don't know that to be true this year. That's that was a before you all renovated. Did you all renovate or build a new one? But you all had the had to have the worst baseball built stadium in the country. It was it was that hilarious. was the one by the France. Yeah, I enjoyed covering the yeah. game there, and like nobody was there anyways. Although both teams were pretty good that year, uh, but that was hilarious. I, I don't think you all could play games at night. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Yeah, the new stadium's actually really really sweet. That's that's yeah. Good. The, the old Indiana's one though, the solid. one you're referring. The one you were referring to, it's it was kind of like a it had the feel of a uh, like an intramural field almost. Yeah, it really it, 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 it did. It, I mean, it really kind of had uh, a little league park vibe to it. And uh, but 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 whatever. <laughs> All right, now we're gonna talk basketball, or mm-hmm. we'll talk whatever. Keep getting texts into the Thornton's text line, and remember to pop by at Thornton's today. We had some delicious donuts yesterday, straight from Thornton's Bakery. So fresh. So warm, delicious, and gave me a little sugar rush. If I'm if I'm being honest, it totally did for me too. I was buzzing like a bee yesterday. I, I took him into the office afterwards. Everybody there enjoyed the. They were giving you high fives, like great job, TJ. You're the best. Like, they were like these Thornton's donuts are so good, TJ. You're the coolest person in the office. It was it was amazing. It was just, it really made for a nice Thursday. You it's, can have it's a real that. shame, Johnny hates his brother or else he could have enjoyed some that's true that's a great point uh you can be like that today friday edition in your office just swing by thornton's get yourself some donuts they're huge they're delicious get some coffee there's fresh fruit they've got breakfast burritos breakfast sandwiches but be the hero of the office bring in some donuts today from thornton's we'll come back this is kentucky roll call on big exports radio tj walker justin caleb Welcome back to Kentucky Roll Call. Hey, you in my class? I am today.
Welcome back. Kentucky Roll Call here on Big Ed Sports Radio, 96.1 FM, 1450 AM. Uh, if we got you hungry heading to the last break, we may as well just stick with the theme. I don't know what you got going on this weekend. I'm going to a friend's second birthday party, and they're having Salsaritas catered. So it's uh, really all I've been people. Oh, it's all I've been thinking about. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, and you can have Salsaritas cater your big event. I think they said they're going to have, I think she said 16 people. Sure enough, Salsaritas on their menu says they have a meal that feeds 15. I'm sure a person won't eat. So it'll end up being, it'll end up being enough food. I, I, I'm sure. Uh, so in, in, if it was 10 people, oh no, people have to eat more or you have leftovers. It's a, it's a, it's, and they have smaller packages as well. They've got, uh, that's, that's the one that they will come bring right to your house, set up for you. And while you're getting ready for other parts of your party, the catering is taken care of. Salsaritas wants to make it easy for you and also provide delicious fresh food. Download the Salsaritas app, save money, save time. Uh, or and if you don't if you if you don't need as much food and you can go pick it up yourself or you've got time, uh, it'll be waiting for you at at one of their two locations in Louisville, Middletown, or St. Matthews. Wildly addictive chips, delicious queso, hot spicy salsa. Everybody loves salsaritas, and you will as well. All right, fun first segment. Talk some football. Talk some baseball. Roush, you want to talk some basketball? Let's talk some hoops. Cats take on Alabama tomorrow. Mm-hmm. Uh, seems like the theme of this week since the somewhat dominating dominating loss to LSU, unfortunately, has been Tennessee, health. you mean? Or, yeah, Tennessee, sorry. Has been health and getting oh, health. Oh, I see what you're saying. Yeah, yeah. And makes me think I, maybe uh, you don't see Tata. I, makes me think we don't see Tata Washington tomorrow. Right, and uh, TJ, I think you and I both were surprised when we saw him in the starting lineup Tuesday night. Um, I have a feeling based on his, not only his post-game comments, but his radio show comments, it's like, you know what, why are we pushing it right now? It's still February, it's not March, let's let him get some rest. Um, Make sure that ankle, whatever it is that's bothering him, he's probably not going to get to 100%, but let's at least get it to 90, 90, you know, to where he he's looks back to his old self. He's just got to play through some pain. So I, I don't anticipate seeing Tata against Alabama. Uh, I, Toppin looked kind of normal, just maybe a little bit rusty against Tennessee. But uh, yeah, I, I, I'm not I'm not optimistic that we're going to see Tata on Saturday. And I tend to agree with Cal. I feel like really the only thing that could hold this team back is its health and. It brings me back to that Mangus tweet from what was it, 2012? Oh, gosh, yeah, I, mean, I was actually. Thinking he really about has been like that. That 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 one tweet is just like what a jerk. That's worse than anything that Rick Pitino did to the U of L program. He put the juju on UK, and it's sickening. It's absolutely sickening. No, I think it was like I want to say it was like January 2013 that he had that tweet. That he was like, you know, something along the lines of Kentucky's been super fortunate with health and injuries. And it's not totally true. I mean, in terms of season long injuries, yes, it wasn't so bad, but it wasn't 
completely accurate. I mean, Kentucky had guys miss games, go out of games, have to miss a few games. But he tweeted that out, mm-hmm. and then I feel like it was like within weeks, Roush, Nerland's Noel went down. Yeah, yeah. And the weird part, too, was that uh, the Tata injury on Saturday was actually on the anniversary of the Nerland's injury. Uh, <laughs> Drew found something on his time hop from it, and that was also against Florida, too. So it was just like, man, can we stop with this? I mean, you had multiple I, – I was just saw uh, – I don't know what account it was, but it was like, what's the greatest what if? And it got a bunch of people talking about Kentucky basketball what ifs. And there's a lot of injury-related ones. Um, the minor ones are kind of like what we mentioned the other day. That Reed Travis, B.J. Washington team was really good. And then both players kind of got missed four and five games down the stretch that really just got the team out of their rhythm, out of their groove, still were – you know, an overtime away from a Final Four, but, like, those were brutal. Uh, you had your Jared Vanderbilt. Well, he won't he play. But the biggest one, I, I think, of all of them, not Willie Cauley-Stein in the tournament because Kentucky kind of rallied around that, uh, but the the Alex Poitras, like, gosh. That that was – he was the one – that that team had everything except the Poitras, except they had him, and if he could have just played, could have made the difference in, in the one game when they really needed him. I just liked how we started this topic where you were talking about the greatest sports what if. And I, I was totally on board with you. If Nerlens Noel doesn't get hurt, that's the greatest sports what if in the history of sports. <laughs> Is UK a seven seed? Do they <laughs> do, do they make it out of the out of the first round of the NCAA tournament? Uh it no, it, he was super good. That team had major flaws. It was coming off a national championship year. But Nerlens really should be in the conversation, not as the best freshman, but he, he is he is near the top of that second tier. He he was really a good basketball player, and it's a bummer he got hurt. Totally agree agree about Poitras. Uh, I I wonder about Willie as well, just because his length in 2014, I think, really could have bothered um, Shabazz. Right, Shabazz Napier in fourteen, Kimbo in eleven, Shabazz in fourteen. Mm-hmm. Yep, yep. Okay, I get, I get, I get them mixed up. I That's think, I think yeah. length uh, was missing in that fourteen championship game. Now it's also does does UK make it that far? Do things change? Do they beat Wisconsin with Willie? You you wouldn't think it'd be it would change that outcome, but the game would be different. So uh, who who's to say? But I think Poitras is, is the easy one, at least if you're going in the Calipari yeah. era. Yeah, in big picture, what ifs like I, I love the if Patino stayed one uh, for old head. It's it's the uh, if Bear Bryant stayed, um, but I, I think the the one that has the most you can just see the direct correlation, like the immediate cause and effect. It is Poitras. Um, you could also go with some some draft decisions, like Dakari could have kicked so much ass. Uh, playing on that Tyler Ewis team, like there, there's there's plenty of those out there. Um, yeah. But hell, uh, I think if you go the other direction too, like if Kentucky wins the title in 2014, do the Harrison twins go? Cal leaves, and you know it's just a five year kind of flash in the pan. Like th- that, yeah, that, that that's course. also on the table as well. So, yep, yeah, I yeah, I, 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 I like totally, playing yeah. the what if game, especially on like that that slow Thursday yesterday. 
But I think yeah, I thought you you brought up a good point bringing up that 2019 team. That one doesn't get remembered in the injury hypotheticals nearly as much, but it probably should be at least brought up in the exact same regard that you said that they really even when they were hitting their stride, they couldn't really hit their stride because the team was very rarely complete. And now they they did have a mostly complete roster in March, but was PJ at 100%? Who's to say? Was Reed at 100% with his old man body? Uh, was Kentucky? And then, you know, the meshing aspect of it. Some people put more stock into that than others. But there's, I think everybody would at least put a little bit uh, into it. Chemistry matters. Uh, that do, do we feel like this year is mirroring that a little bit, Roush, where this is generally, I mean, middle of February, late February, is when Calipari teams, the great ones, even the good ones, when they start to turn it up and, and turn things to a new level, Kentucky's been doing that. They've been playing well. Uh, of course, they had a not-so-great performance, their most recent. But do you worry that even when they're starting to click, they're not really fully clicking because they can't play a whole game of everybody being healthy and everybody being out there together? Uh, yes, because – Especially the way the team played in like, I mean, they were just curb stomping teams in January. You know, like there were some big, big wins, and uh, I, I don't, you know, I, I am, I do have a dumb brain in that. Uh, it's like don't get too hot too early. Uh, don't have your Devin Booker shooting hot shooting streak in February. Have it in March. Like, I, I, I do have those concerns somewhat especially that severe Wheeler hasn't played well in the last two weeks. Uh, you've got three top 25 games in a row. Uh, basically, I you know I don't know if Arkansas's in or not, but they're for, you know three tournament teams at least um, in four total uh, going back to that Tennessee game. So there, there's a part of it where you had a lot of this good momentum and then injuries could have you hit a bump in the road. and I just want I just want to, there to be enough time that Kentucky can, pick up that full steam of momentum in, in that 19 team. They did, you know, uh, Reed Travis came back in the SEC tournament cats win it. And, and then they start rolling. Um, so I, ideally though, you would, I would like to have the team completely healthy in, in at least a week before that SEC tournament beat the snot out of Florida at home. And, and like, that can be a, or not at home, excuse me, on the road, but like ha have a couple big wins at the end of the regular season going into that SEC tournament where you're fully healthy and then you could have, you know, four or five game win streak with a ton of momentum going into March. Yeah, and I you'd have to think even if Todd Todd doesn't play Saturday, and I I think ninety nine point nine percent of UK fans are in agreement that hey, let's just get this dude healthy. If it means Kentucky ends up, nobody wants to lose a game ever. But if Kentucky trips up, and big picture though, Todd Todd is. 100% or near 100% come March, I, th I think we can live with that and we can deal with that. But if the if the kid was able to play on Tuesday, just a few days after the injury, he's, you know, it's not like I don't think we have to wait until Tampa to see him again. Right. I, right, I, I right. you know, I, I would even, 
I'm allowed to obviously change my opinion on this based on comments because I, I certainly am not going behind the scenes to find out Ty Ty Washington injury scoop. So if Cal says something after the game Saturday or there's some comment in the pregame show or something like that, that allows me to change. I may I obviously may have a change of opinion, but I wouldn't be I would expect probably to see him back Tuesday. You you would think if he felt good enough to go just three days after the injury, then a week after trying to give it a go. I would imagine he he will be fine. Now, I think Kentucky probably won't just do the old, hey, if the trainer clears you, it's just pain tolerance. If they say you're okay and you can go out there and play, then we'll let you do it. I think Cal may be a little bit more cautious about all that. But I don't think it's going to be like, hey, Kentucky, these next few games, these next several four to five games, hold on because you may not have Tata Washington. I think it'd just be a game or two all things considered. Now, what I would now allow me to cover all my bases here, but what mm. I would worry about, all right, let's say he doesn't play Saturday. I think most folks don't expect to see him tomorrow. If UK still is just, let's just be overly cautious with all this and not have him play on Tuesday, Roush, I could see a scenario where he could be healthy enough to play against Arkansas in eight days, not tomorrow, mm-hmm. but the following right. Saturday. And I could see UK just say, eh, you know what? This is a tough game to win regardless. Todd Tide maybe isn't 100%. If we keep him out and we lose, we could at least still have the caveat of, well, how many of these losses do we have this season where we haven't been at full strength? It seems like we get unlucky in all of them. I don't think that that's, you know, waving the white flag necessarily, but you have to admit that does get discussed. We've heard selection committee presidents talk about injuries and how they view teams at full strength versus when stars or starters are out. So if he doesn't play Tuesday, I bet you he won't play Saturday. But I think we see him against LSU. If I had to, if I had to guess, and it's Hmm. my opinion is just as validated as as anybody else's out there. Uh, I don't know, TJ. You do have bad opinions sometimes. So, so worse. I don't know if I can agree with that. Worse than other folks' opinions. That, that's true. Many are worse. Like that, Aaron. Like all of your Aaron Rodgers takes bad opinions. Man, he Aaron Rodgers lives rent free in that old bald head of yours, doesn't he? No, I I really just I want you to be more fiery with your Aaron Rodgers takes. That's all. Just like I, I, I want Justin to be more fiery about his Hoosiers. I just, I, I just, I like, I like the kid. I like the tease, and I want to see you get irrationally angry about Aaron Rodgers. But I, I think that's why people like Kentucky roll call is uh, Big X for about a year was all about real talk. But some would say that real talk lives within the Big X forever, and that's what we do. We don't make up takes. I'm not going to just get all emotional just for emotional sake. We do that, and when we do do it, it is real. Um, but Aaron Rodgers, I think it's, he's going to be a Packer. That's fine. He can take his time and think all about it, do whatever he wants. He'll be a Packer. And if he's not, Green Bay is going to get a treasure chest of picks and players and all this good stuff. So it's a win-win for, for the Tej, regardless. I, uh, I appreciate <laughs> – I know we don't do takes, but I watched just clips of Mad Dog on first take have you seen any of the clips of of mad dog on first take no i'm not watching first take uh even the clips was it the dak prescott one that everybody was talking about oh my gosh it's so funny 
It's it's because it's performance art. That's what first take is. It's just it's performance art. It's theater. And because Chris Russo, the Mad Dog, he he kind of was the him and Mike Francesa. They are the orchestrators of the the hot take machine in to get Mad Dog in with Stephen A. And they're just, I mean, it is it is comedy. It is pure. It is so funny, and I I just love it. I what am I going to ever sit down and watch it? No. But man, to get those thirty seconds of them just like having their—they look like cartoon characters. They're so animated. It is—it is hilarious, and I just—I get the great. The conversation joy was around Kirk Cousins being better than Dak Prescott, right? Yes, yes, it was great. That, he's like, you, has you, Dak Prescott won a playoff game on the road? <laughs> it's like a good like Trump card. You, so you can—I don't think that's all that hot of a take if somebody says Cousins is better than Dak Prescott. Right. No, and it's not and I just I just love that like it's gotta be Cowboys talk too to it to strike with them and to make a reasonable point against Cowboys take, it's gonna get dumb Cowboys fans fired up. So it's actually like exactly what ESPN wants. That is perfect synergy to make valid points that the Cowboys actually are bad. And it, it's it's such a weird thing but i just like enjoy i appreciate it from afar because it is just like imagine having to have that much energy going into the show every day in your in your takes whoo exhausting i just yeah i don't i don't know I, I i feel like we could do it but it just wouldn't be fun maybe the next segment we can do it with bobby regan we can just Lay down our takes on the line and just start screaming at him. Oh, did you all see those Arizona State jerseys last night? I just saw you tweet about them. I, I actually was more. Uh, my eyes were open more so to the Arizona State quarterback leaving and like all of his fans like booing him, or not his fans, his teammates like booing him as he was packing his stuff out of his locker. I didn't see that. That, that was that was something else. They were just like standing near him booing him. Yeah, because <laughs> like Arizona I'm, State, I'm that all their I'm coaches sure. are leaving because they they were cheating, and so he's like, "All right, I'm getting out of here." <laughs> oh man, yeah, there should be more public booing. I'm all yeah. for that. Well, you got to check out those Arizona State basketball jerseys before we have Bobby on. He was not a fan of them. I don't know if I am or am not. I just I don't think I've ever I knew that color existed in the world. So it was fun to it was fun to see it. Uh, we'll come back. Oh we'll, we'll talk more basketball. Uh, maybe we can no. get that. We can get a picture of those jerseys on the Kentucky Roll Call Facebook page. And we'll have Bobby Regan on from Barstool Sport as well. Uh, be a good time. This is KRC. I'm Big X. TJ Walker, Nick Roush, Justin Kaylor. Don't go anywhere. We're watching. Dancing in the moonlight. Over? You say over? I ain't heard no family! Welcome back for hour two of Kentucky Roll Call. Nothing is over until we decide it is! With Walker and Roush. We're just getting started, bro.
Welcome back to our number two of Kentucky Roll Call here on Ooh, Big Edge. 961 FM, 1450 AM. TJ Walker, Nick Roush, and Justin Kalen here on your Friday, folks. It's the weekend. We did it. And Roush, I don't want to scare anybody, but when we come back on Monday, and I'll probably be sure to mention this on Monday, we only have two more full Monday through Fridays before postseason play in college basketball. Isn't that wild? Ooh, but will we even have a Monday show? It is President's Day. Don't we need to honor our presidents? Well, uh, baby's daycare is closed for what it's worth. Yeah, how much of a load of crap is that? Oh, don't don't even get me started. <laughs> I mean, it'd be it's one thing for schools because, like, you know, kids, hey, you, you, you deserve the three day weekend every once in a while. But daycare, like. Adults aren't getting the day off. That's the point of having daycare to take care of the kids while the adults are working. I know. Gosh, it's that, that's the exact same. You took the words right out of my mouth. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I get that we have these obscure holidays, but it's it, it, that's you're well said. You said it better than I could. Bobby Regan's on. Bobby, what's up, buddy? What's going on, guys? Oh, just a couple of dads. Just trying well, to figure out real. this whole thing. Yeah, I mean, two and a half years in, I'm still confused. <laughs> oh, yeah. And I, I don't know if you all, if you did daycare, I'm only four months in, but daycare during the pandemic has had to just be uh, the worst. I mean, I've only it's got been, a small sample of it and it hasn't been ideal. It's been easy for us. I, we haven't had any problem with daycare, luckily. That's great. I think that makes you the one of the lone people that haven't had interruptions. That's awesome. Um, but Roush and I are figuring out what we're going to have to do on Monday. I don't know if I want to – we're going to talk UK and we're going to talk college basketball. We've got Bobby Regan on. I don't know if I want to first start with the challenge or Arizona State's jerseys from last night. Oh, I mean, those jerseys were horrendous. It, like The jerseys themselves weren't horrendous. The fact that they wore them against Oregon – like made me way more mad than probably a 34 year old should have been. <laughs> I, I'm always a fan of weird color contrast. So it didn't bother yeah, like me as jerseys, much. I just don't the, even know what color jer- you'd call that Arizona state color. Yeah. I mean, but like the jerseys themselves were kind of sweet. Like they had like the Arizona, not flag, but like the, um, some sort of design down the side. I, I don't know how to exactly like, it was just, it was a cool looking Jersey. It was like, but it was like a yellowish greenish color next to Oregon, who, wait for it, their colors are orange or are uh, yellow and green. So as a colorblind person, I was like, okay, who has the ball here? <laughs> okay. But that, that I could understand why that would be really annoying. Roush, what yeah. did you think of the jerseys? Uh, it, it looked like an inter-squad scrimmage. Like, because that – Yeah, right. Yeah, right. I, I'm, I'm with – I'm I'm with both of you. Like, why are you wearing their colors to the game? That doesn't. It just. It doesn't. I don't. I don't understand. Like, stick to what it's you got, way, and way maybe deep. maybe bring those up for against a different team. Yeah, where against Arizona? Where against your rival? Yeah, yeah, totally cool with that. Uh, I, I just. I, I don't understand it. I also. I, I. I'm not a challenge person, so I'll just let you pass the torch because I. I don't. I don't. I. I. I can't. I can't have input to this conversation. So. Uh, you all talk challenge for a second, and then I've got a question for Bobby about basketball, real basketball. Well, you I mean, you can get into the real basketball challenge question. Challenge isn't going anywhere. 
Oh, it's not? Okay, good, good. Uh, we're going to the, the top 16 teams tomorrow, Bobby, and yep. I want to know who's going to be the biggest fraud of this er in this early bracket preview show. Who are you like, please, throw them in Kentucky's bracket? I mean, it's got to be Houston, right? Like, I, I, I think Kelvin Sampson's a, a really good coach, but, you know, you lose Mark and you lose Sasser for the year. They're just not the same. Um, I want all I, – I, I want Houston. But that's, that's, and I'm sure everybody will say that, and I'm sure it'll be a trap. But at the same time, like when you don't have Mark, uh, like you don't have Mark, you don't have Sasser. They're they for where they are. The fact they've only lost what twice without them has been impressive, I guess. But like, I'll still roll the dice with with Houston. Yeah, any any team that loses two key contributors is not not going to. Uh... I, well, that Memphis game, I, I wonder how much more they're going to lose. Yeah, I mean, you just look at their schedule. They're fa they're going to be favored in all – they're going to be favored in every single game the rest of the way. Yeah, they'll be favored every single game. They'll, I, I would guess they probably lose to Memphis again on the road. So, I mean, they're yeah. going to finish, like – they're going to finish 26-5. and five. So, I mean, like so – I, I think they're going to be a four seed on. Yeah, yeah, they're they're going to be a four seed tomorrow, and then if, if everything goes like how we're talking, they'll be a four or five seed come come selection Sunday. Well, while we're on the subject, what what will Kentucky be tomorrow? Coming off a not pretty game against Tennessee, I don't think anybody's considering a terrible loss. But wh where will the Cats be when they rank the top sixteen? They're going to be a two seed. Um, I think there are seven locks for top two seeds and then about four teams playing for the last two seeds. And it's – so I think the one – like there, there are three locks for one seeds. I think right now you're looking at um, Auburn, Gonzaga, Arizona, right? Everyone ag will agree that they're going to be the one seeds on Saturday. And then you debate a couple of them. I think that Kansas will probably be the fourth one seed right now. And then, in some order, the two seeds will be Kentucky, Duke, Purdue, and I think Texas Tech. Maybe you know it could be Nova. I think it'll be Texas Tech, but there is some group of Texas Tech, Nova, Baylor, Providence. Yeah, that, that all sounds right. That all sounds right. Yeah, to me. those four really all fight for that it. last two seed. Yeah. You're doing you're doing their job for them. All right, uh, <laughs> allow me to get the challenge question in at least. Uh, you <laughs> tweeted about it. Barstool wrote about it. What what do you make of this? Do you want to briefly kind of describe it, or would you rather me do it? I, you you probably know more about it than I do, but I can if you don't want to. Sure, I can do it. So, the challenge, which is the greatest reality show in television um, in the history of television, it is the fifth sport in America. Um, people like Nick should be uh, publicly shamed for not watching it. They are doing an international tournament. We all love brackets where it's four seasons, the U S Argentina, uh, UK and Australia teams are competing. Then they have like the, the, the winners all advanced. However, it's going to be CBS reality television shows, not typical challenge, not MTV. So everybody we know is not on it. That's not right. 
Like I'm, I'm again way too upset for a 34 year old. So you're so you're to be like Survivor in the Amazing Race instead of you know Road Rules Real World. Yep. So I, I I didn't know how you felt about this. You described it perfectly. Uh, the, the the challenge will be on CBS, just like you know, just like Survivor, just like the Amazing Race. Uh, what was the the show they made to replace the Amazing Race when the Amazing Race couldn't do it because the tough, pandemic? Tough as nails. Tough as nails. Oh man. God, it's so bad. Huge swing and a miss. I wonder if there's going to be any tough as nails teams. All right, Bobby. I didn't know if you liked it or didn't like it. You're not a fan. Is it is it truly love- just because of the MTV personalities? Yeah, right. Like I love the concept of it. Um, like it, 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 the show. Like you're trying to find different ways to always do it, right? You're trying to find new blood because real world road rules aren't aren't a thing anymore. So you're trying to find new places to pull from. And I like the idea, but it's like you gotta have original challenge people on there. Otherwise, it's not. The, it's like it's not the challenge, right? It's like it's like the new supermarket suite. It's not supermarket suite unless David Rupert and his awesome sweaters are sitting there telling me, you know, look for this. Like, they're just rules. Like, this is a society. We have rules. Yeah, and that they, you know, you watch the, do you watch all, you watch the all-star seasons as well? Oh, the all-stars are way better, yeah. And I, I enjoyed, I, I don't think the, the, the first all-star season was all that great um, that they had on Paramount, but this, the most recent one was amazing. That was a really, really good season of, of TV. Uh, I could talk to you about that for a while. But they've been introducing just on the regular MTV show the people from Big Brother, Survivor. You know, that's nothing new to that show. And as you, you mentioned the reason why, because they just, you got to get new talent. You got to bring in right. new people. So there won't be a single MTV personality on any of these shows. Else. That's the way it sounds. I was talking oh to gosh. a couple people that is from the show. I did not know and, that. And that's the way it sounds. Yeah, sounds and, like and, I, I understand it if you wanted to go out. heavy on the other stuff, but you got to have a few big names, and you could do it, you know, regionally too. You could have plenty of big names in the UK as well. I, I'm, it, oh gosh, yep. that's a bummer. Yep, I know. Hey, but you're going to get old like people who watch CBS to watch it, so. That'll be a change of pace. That's where I think it's going to be weird is they're going to really like PG it up. It's not going to be like uh, I, I I watched some of the older seasons uh, to try to like get into it and just never really got completely hook, line, and sinker because it was so uh, mid-2000s. But some of the humor that they would use in some of the uh, – it was very MTV. I'm, I'm curious how they're going to CBSify it for the olds uh, when they make that move. Yeah, I just I don't know. I, I haven't. I, it depends if it's going to be on Paramount or CBS. I haven't read like if it's going to what chant like if it's going to be on cable or streaming. I was under the impression that the regional stuff was, and I could also be making all this up just for what it's worth. I was under the impression the regional stuff was on Paramount, but then this summer they were going to take the regional winners. It was actually going to be on like CBS. So you wow, know, Channel Five I, yeah, for I think, but, yeah, we'll see. I don't know. I'm not happy. Like you can't, I, I'm just going to sit there and angrily talk about how these people need to go against CT and bananas and land in and all those people. I totally agree with that. And the thing is though, CBS, you could get it. You could be kind of saucy on CBS. Like big brother will show people under covers doing, you know, yeah. they don't really Amazing race. what they're doing. Amazing race. will have some good implica- like implying jokes. So you can, yeah, you can make it a little different. 
Yeah, you, you get a little more flexibility than you may think. But the implication, you know. The, the implication. Yeah, right. Well, the implication, Bobby, is that Tata Washington likely to sit out tomorrow. What did you make of him playing against Tennessee? Overall thoughts from an ugly night in Knoxville? And if he is, I'm, I'm loading just question after question after question on you. And if he is sitting out tomorrow against Alabama and maybe for uh, any length of time, what does that mean for UK? So I'm throwing a lot at you. All right, so I love the fact that Ty Ty wanted to play, and like the, he does have that competitive spirit. Like, no, like I'm, I'm going to go play. We're going to go win. I don't love that he played. I said it all day. It's like if he's not 100, percent and even the top is not 100, percent just don't play him. Like the game against Tennessee meant nothing in the long run. Just don't, don't play him. And you could tell within the first minute, Ty Ty wasn't right. It's just like please just get out of this game. Please just get out of this game. Uh, because Ty Ty is the most important player for Kentucky. It, and it's not even a question. The fe- like, he is the one guy that can... He's not the one guy. Because I think Grady can, but for whatever reason, Grady's not in doing it in this system. Ty Ty's the one guy that can really be a playmaker with the ball in his hands where, you know... If he's off ball, guess what? You got to stay home at him because he's a good shooter, which means great he can stay open. If he put him in the ball screen, I think he's the best pick and roll player that we've had since Ulysses. You can talk me into, Sh- uh, into Shea Gilgis Alexander, um, but he's that good in the pick and roll, which we're seeing a lot of high ball screens of. You know, and then like just from a depth factor, without him, you're down to the three guards. If one of those are in foul trouble, probably severe Wheeler because he's always in foul trouble. Then you have to kind of adjust, and it's like, okay, is Cal going to play Dante Allen, or is he going to play Bryce Hopkins and just take away, you know, the spacing that that you get with Ty Ty and Grady out there and or Mitz. So if he's not playing, this is just a completely, completely different Kentucky team. But again, like some of it matters, but it also doesn't matter. Like just get healthy for March. I think I think that's well said. Totally agree with you. It, it, the whole dynamics of the of the team change without Ty Ty. It still can be a good team. It still can be a team that certainly should take care of business against Alabama at home. I think it's a team that should beat LSU. I don't know at home. I don't know. If, you don't, I don't know. You don't know like Alabama. The way that Kentucky matched up so well with Alabama because of the guard depth and the fact that like somebody like Ty Ty was out there. If you lose that, then all of a sudden. I don't know how well that matches up with what Alabama wants to do. It's but not to say that Alabama can't team. win, but I, I would be surprised if Alabama went into Rupp and, and won. Not to say it can't happen, but it, it, it would. it's a game without Ty Ty. All right, Mintz, step up. Oscar, you were uh, – you've been dominant in majority of the SEC games and you went down there. Would they shoot so poorly as they did in Tuscaloosa, Alabama? Most likely no, but Kentucky hasn't lost to Rupp all season. Right. But that, I'm just, that's how that, I think that's how important I think Ty Ty is. Wow. Very important. I agree with you. And I do also agree. It doesn't really matter until March. So just make sure he is healthy, but uh, Alabama's a good team. They've obviously their resume speaks for itself. Some of the best wins in the country, some of the most head scratching losses. Uh, if they're hot, then they can beat anybody. They were certainly not hot when Kentucky held them to 55 points in Tuscaloosa. Um, And that was a game, if I remember correctly, that 
Okay. Uh, I, I thought Washington played poorly. 15 points is certainly nothing to, to sneeze at, but he didn't have a great shooting night in that one. But my only issue is when you got – when Ty Ty's out, whether it's injuries or uh, foul trouble or just needing a break, I, I wish Wheeler just played a little bit more consistent. It just it, it, Some of those turnovers against Tennessee were really costly and they were at really bad times more specifically. Yeah, he gets very – pressy where if he makes one mistake yes. or if one thing doesn't go right it gets a little concerning because he wants to make it up the very next play and it's, it's a pro and a con where you you do like again you like that he's that aggressive and can get downhill but at the same time like we saw in Tennessee where Kentucky's down to eight all the momentum and he takes a wild layup where maybe he gets fouled maybe he doesn't but regardless, he was it wasn't the best drive. He flings it off the backboard. Tennessee comes down, and that started the next what seventeen to one run or whatever it was. So, it, what happens in the, in March, right? Like that's that's always the concern. My wish is that Kellen Grady became the the next ball handler, right? Like if Ty Ty's out, I don't. I don't think Mince is as good on the ball as a lot of people make it out to be. He's re- way better off the ball. Kellen Grady's like, I was talking to Davidson. He was a playmaker. He had the ball in his hands. I run like the ball screens, run everything with Kellen Grady because when you run it with Wheeler and and and, and Chiway, it's two non-shooters. Like teams can just kind of sag, and you're giving something up. You run it with Grady. Guess what? They're going to be jumping that screen high, and that leaves. Oscar open like to me like let Grady be more of a playmaker especially without Ty Ty well and, and to, your, to your point Bobby I th- that's like the thing you try at this point in the season especially just to get Grady to play more aggressive because I think by nature uh the role he's taken on this team has been more passive he's not nece- he's not creating his own shots you know he he is it's a lot of spot up work guys kind of get him open or he acts as like a decoy I this is the time of the year where we haven't really seen it yet, and maybe that that's a wrinkle Cal's been kind of saving, waiting to see if he can be aggressive with the ball in his hands to, to create some offense. Yeah, I, I think he has to. Like, I, he was that good at doing it at Davidson. Just let him do it now. I, and and again, it's just like I think he's better with as a playmaker than Mintz, and Mintz is better. Mintz is just better off the ball than on the ball, right? Like, play it to your advantage. Well, here's – and I'm, I, I don't think this would come off as rude, but, like, why wouldn't they have already done this, Bobby, unless, like, it just doesn't work? It's one of those things that you're almost – it's like the answer could potentially make Cal look bad. This is what was kind of thrown around with Dante Allen last year. He's not playing him because he's scared he's going to be too good and he's going to look – he's going to look like he was wrong all the, all the time. But – there is some truth to it. Like, if it worked, wouldn't Cal want to do this? Because I totally agree with you. When they do a pick and roll with Oscar and Wheeler, they're just wasting everybody's time. It's not opening up anything. It's not creating anything. It's really just chewing up more of the shot clock, and they never get anything from it. If if Wheeler, best case scenario, Wheeler can turn the corner and get inside the paint, but 
it's not because of the screen from Oscar that created that. He can generally do that any other time. So I do agree with you that like a pick and pop, pick and roll with Kellen running the show would be amazing. They even default to Davion to play point guard when Wheeler and Washington both are out. They're so they're Grady's not even option number three. So why haven't they done it if it works so well at Davidson? So I think again, it's a pro and a con where I think Cal might just be that stubborn, right? Like in we see it every single year with him where he runs the same thing over and over and over again throughout the year because he trusts that it's going to work in March. And he trusts that, you know, these guys are going to have their roles defined and stay in these roles come March. And maybe he just thinks Grady has a certain role. Um, And I don't even think he'd look bad. Like, I don't even know if it's as much as the Dante Allen type situation where he isn't out, right? Like, hey, Ty Ty got hurt. We wanted to see what, you know, with Grady with the ball in his hands, because what happens in March? Like, there's his out, and everyone's like, oh, yeah, that's smart. Like, it's, it's a very easy answer. Um, I don't know. I just, to me, like, I think Grady's a better player than Mintz and probably Wheeler. I, I Grady's definitely a better shooter than both. Like, I want the ball in his hands way more than it is. Yeah, it's interesting. I, I that that's uh, That's something that if it ends up, Maybe, maybe you're right. It's just kind of like a secret plan that they were waiting to go to. But uh, if it turns out that that works out really well, it's going to be head-scratching why it took so long. But the dude is averaging a lot of minutes. I, th- I don't know if maybe Oscar is the only person that's averaging more minutes than him. I don't have it in front of me, but I'm sure it's around 33 or 34 per game. And uh, you would think you'd try it at this point. But interesting stuff, as always, from Bobby Regan from Barstool Sports. What's your prediction on the game tomorrow? You I, I'm, I, th- I expect it to be a close game, and again, it wouldn't be the most shocking thing in the world if Alabama did win. They could win, but it still would surprise me. Not shocked, but surprised, really getting uh, razor thin with my wording here. But what do you, how do you think it unfolds? Yeah, without Ty Ty, I, I actually think Alabama catches Kentucky. By, it'll be a close game, but it just feels like one of these little slides without Ty Ty. Oh, hope you're wrong. Hope you're wrong. Yeah. Me too. Wrong, but I, I just feel that way. Like Alabama's a little hot right now. You know, one three in a row. I, I don't know. I just without Ty Ty, I, I I don't know if because the other thing with Ty Ty is you get out to those hot starts and that's how you kind of bury teams. But without you don't do that against Alabama without them. Yeah. It, it, it. It's going to be interesting, and I'm sure the reaction will be miserable if Kentucky does lose, although it really shouldn't be. And resting, Tata, you're spot on. What matters most is March. Bobby, keep trolling Cincinnati Bengals fans on Twitter. It's really fun to see. <laughs> I will, and I hope I never see Eli Apple in person. <laughs> <laughs> All right, be well, buddy. Have a good weekend. We'll talk to you All next right. week. See you, guys. Bobby Regan, Barstool Sports. We're going to hit our last break. We'll come back, and it'll be nothing but the Thornton's text line the rest of the way here on Kentucky Roll Call on Big X Sports Radio. TJ Walker, Nick Roush, and Justin Kalen. We'll be right back. Welcome to Kentucky Roll Call. Josh Birnbaum, step on up. Get on the scale, son. (laughs) Get off the scale. 
Wow. That's an American classic, Heavyweights, celebrating its 27th birthday this week. Great movie. Wow. Jeez. Some, some of Ben Stiller's best work. It is an absolutely great movie. Justin, have you seen Heavyweights? Uh, that's what I was just sitting here trying to think. Not that oh I can, gosh. not that I can recall. If I have, I don't remember seeing it. Are you need you to it? watch it on Wednesday. You'll enjoy it, buddy. Yeah, Disney Plus. It's a, I what think about, they just added it recently. You'll really what about like a it. what about a special Friday? <laughs> sure. Yeah. Could knock yeah. it out today. Yeah, you don't have to hit it so on the nose. It also has uh, like the humor. It travel. It, it still plays. Like even if it is a kids movie, you're still gonna you're still gonna laugh at it. You what will. if I what if I tell you that I am not the biggest Ben Stiller fan? That's oh, okay. it's 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 his okay. best it's his best role. It's Ooh. great. It really is. This or uh, um, I really Tropic Thunder. Like they're the, the these are the two oh, most God. ridiculous roles. Tropic this Thunder is, was ridiculous. Yes, this uh, is Tropic Thunder wasn't great. No, it was pretty terrible. Well, it was very over the top, and uh, but like his character in this one is is very much. He he usually plays the straight man, you know, in his comedies. This one, he's over the top, and uh, Justin, I think you'll appreciate it too because you could have been a fat camp candidate at one point. So it'll be very relatable. How's that supposed to mean? Yeah, what is that supposed to mean? I'm just saying you you could have been a camp hope kid. I, I'm the fattest. He, he, I'm the fattest I've ever been right now. So he's, buddy. he was a cross country star as a kid. Yeah. What are you talking about? Running sub twenty five k's, and you think I thought, I'm fat? You yeah, said you lost like sixty pounds at Indiana. Well, I, or, I also gained them at Indiana. Well, well, but you gained them, but you lost them, and so you could you can relate to the struggle that these kids are going through. Sure, at Fit Camp, I'll I'll check it out. I'll see what's Spe up. Speaking of JK forty seven, uh, the the Mike Rutherford show three to six on Big Exports Radio. They found out he found out about you and the IU girl. Oh yeah. <laughs> What do you have he to was, say? He was super, super impressed until he found out that you never actually kissed her, though. <laughs> I mean, I don't, I don't kiss and tell, but yeah, okay. So, but he was really impressed up until that point. I mean, well, he should still be impressed then, because well, you don't, but you don't, but you don't kiss and tell. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> we we had some fun times. I'll I'll keep it at that. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Roush, there's, I won't say breaking news, but there's some, some big news. You want to hear really? it? Really? Yeah. Uh, L quarterback Malik Mikhail Cunningham signs a nil deal with Coy, Coyle Chevrolet. Jim Coyle Chevrolet? Uh, <laughs> whatever it is. Yeah. Is it sure. different? Okay. <laughs> um, which is, which is cool. You know, like that's, that's great. Uh, it's not a Porsche. It's not a Porsche dealership, but he's more blue collar anyway. Sure, but what's making the rounds is U of L rival site Ty Spalding. He tweeted out a picture, and Ty's a good guy. People are noticing in the picture is Malik Cunningham potentially. Does he need to go to Camp Hope? Oh. No, I, I would. So I'm going to look at the picture. Um, and, you know, he might have packed on a few LBs, but he needs it. Even if it is in his belly, he's too fragile. He he needs to get a little more husky. He's like an Italian grandmother. You know, kids aren't eating enough these days. Got to fatten him up. So it, it's good that 
Malik McHale is putting on some some LBs. People are wondering if it's actually Malik. That that's a that's a good question. I can't tell. That that's the that's the you know that's kind of what we're dealing with with this picture. Could be a bad angle, maybe. Obviously, I, winter clothing just makes everybody look a little bit bigger. Well, and he does have a puffy jacket on. The, the I think the big problem is is that the the t-shirt he has on uh, it's it's a little short and and baggy, so it just looks like his gut is what's pushing the shirt out. When I think that's just the 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 old shirt that's not that's ill fitting. I uh, uh, hey, there's been very successful chubbier quarterbacks. I wouldn't I just I wouldn't mind it. I don't have don't, don't have an issue with it. But uh, yes, the UK players Porsche looks like a uh, Chevrolet. Nothing wrong with a Chevy though. Nothing, nothing, nothing at all wrong with a Chevy. Not a Chevy guy myself. Not a Porsche guy myself. I'm a Toyota man. Text on into the Thornton's text line, 502-414-1450. We need to get to some of these. There's and, and and by the way, always great talking with Bobby. Love hearing him. That stuff about UK without Ty Ty and how they play, that is real, that's good stuff. And if you're late to the show, you don't get to listen the the entire time, you're in the car, go download the podcast when the podcast comes out and listen to that. Or listen to the replay of the show from 9 to 11 on Big Exports Radio, 96.1 FM, 1450 AM. Whatever it may be, that was a great basketball X's and O's breakdown. I don't always agree with everything Bobby says, but that was somebody that knows basketball, talking about basketball and how UK looks with Ty Ty and how it operates without him. That was good insight and good analysis. Uh, and yes. I don't, and, and I don't think Kentucky loses like Bobby does. But I, when we do our predictions at the end of the show, I was, I was going to pick a close prediction even before I heard Bobby's analysis. Now I just feel a little bit better about it. But it should be a close one. But that was really good stuff from Bobby today. Yeah, and you can hear it all in the Cornbread Hemp podcast. Cornbread Hemp, uh, outstanding CBD products. Um, whether you get the little little drops in your mouth or the extra strength gummies it's full spectrum all organic cbd uh hemp products uh full spectrum means they got a little bit of extra kick you got a little bit of thc sprinkled in with your cbd it's relaxing um whether it's end of the day and you're stressed out or you're waking up feeling a little rough after a few too many cocktails cornbread hemp's the way to go use promo code big x at checkout, you'll get 30% off, and you bet your sweet buns, sports talker, that I'm going to be chowing down on some cornbread hip Saturday and Sunday morning. We're getting recklessly drunk this weekend, TJ. Whoa. Oh, easy, yeah. buddy. This is a family-friendly yeah. radio program, but you, you got the wedding, right? Yes, yes, but and, and I'm, I'm not like – it really helped me Citrus Bowl morning. At that New Year's wake-up call, it just – who? Um, but cornbread hip. I, I I can't explain it very well, but the stuff works. It it, re- it really is spectacular. You you got to try it for yourself. What? Uh, when are you leaving? Uh, around lunchtime today. Oh boy. Yeah, you, they got like a you and the wife hitting the open yeah, road. Hitting the open road. They're doing like a little welcome party at the uh, what's it called? Uh, at a brewery tonight. Oh, it's gonna be great times. Great times. And. The ceremony's not until later in the day. Somebody gets to watch the cats somewhere with some old college pals. It feels like I'm I'm back in school and we're we're getting we're gonna be getting ready for a big game day and then a big party afterwards. So I'm pumped. I can hear the excitement in your voice. You you are going to 
Uh, best of luck to Brooke this weekend. <laughs> I, I can hear it in you. You're fired up. Good. good for you, buddy. It should be a good time. Uh, going to the Thornton's text line is always a great time. We're going to do that now. Gonzaga mm-hmm. is three and two against the Power Five, and three of their six quad one wins are BYU, St. Mary's, and Santa Clara. They're in no way the clear number one overall seed. The resume is not that good. That, yeah, I, but they're gonna they're they're still I don't, maybe not number one overall. I guess it probably will depend a little bit on what Auburn and Arizona do, but they're they're going to be a number one seed. I, I do think that it actually does matter a little bit though, because wouldn't Arizona want to stay out west? So if if somehow Arizona can creep into the the, the higher pecking order, then that that could mess with the Zag some because uh, I, that's a good point, Texter. I, I I didn't realize that. Man, six quad one wins. Kentucky's playing like six quad one games in the last month of the season. I just what an embarrassment, Gonzaga. Just I just can't stand you, you freaking losers. Play real basketball teams. They've found a college basketball cheat code. They really have. Just like, hey, and yes, they do. They play a good out-of-conference schedule, but it doesn't really – It won't, as we're seeing this year, it, doesn't, it won't really matter. I mean, split those games, lose those games, win those games. You, you know you've got 16 or 18 sure-thing conference wins just waiting for you for two months. Nothing but getting fat on conference wins. But you know what's going to happen – their front court really, really good. I'm not as big as a believer in their backcourt. I, I wouldn't be shocked if gone, you know, that's that's always the big concern is going that long, not playing any great teams, and then boom, you're in an NCAA tournament, which is nerve-wracking as is, and then things don't go your way. You're going against some competition that you haven't seen in three months. It it you can you can get upset that way. You can have an early, you can get packed, get sent home packing early, but they will be a one seed when they do it, though. Yeah, yeah. Uh, suck it, Gonzaga. Uh, Yoo-hoo, Scooter, what are you, 10? Didn't even know they made those anymore. If I had that with a donut, I would probably have to go to the ER. I, honest to God, had not had a Yoo-hoo in probably two years. I don't know I don't know what yeah. struck and corded me yesterday. I was like, I got to get a Yoo-hoo today. Isn't I mean, it just chocolate, it's just chocolate milk? It, no, God, it's like it the fakest of chocolate milk. Like so many, so many bad preservatives and you who. Yeah. And like sugar. I don't, I don't, they don't use real milk. It's like milk drink. Yeah. Milk powder or something. Yeah. It's not healthy at all. I I, I, I had Yahoo's as a kid, but are they good? Oh yeah. They're great. Okay. It's not good for you. No. Gotcha. Well, what is these days, you know, uh, texture says how much is EJ Clark paying for the KRC airtime? Zero dollars. Yeah, you want, he's paying you, free picks for us. It's not the last CJ Clark text, so we can get to more of that later. Uh, you want to hear some U of L laughing stock information? There's a good, very good chance the mental health counseling program won't get reaccredited. This means that all the current students will have to transfer to another university because a non-accredited degree is worthless once you graduate. Like, you can't even make this stuff up. It's so comically terrible. Oh, I think this came from one of the Plumley brothers, and I think they're one of one of them or both of them. They're a U of L student that's trying to be like a counselor or something like that. So uh, that would that would be that would not be good, Ralph. Because like. Yes, you. There's a good chance you could probably transfer and use a lot of those credits to finish your degree. But man, that would be such a brutal pain in the rear end. Oh man. Uh, the hey, one thing I will advise you on that I heard. Uh, uh, 
they apparently like the government will typically like forgive your student debt if that happens like that that might be something to look into if you took one of those uh, loans from the government to to help pay for that if it does become a non-accredited program i wouldn't i don't just feel like certain schools within a university should be losing their accreditation all willy-billy Northwestern lost its journalism school accreditation a few years ago, which is just hilarious. Oh, I didn't know that. That is hilarious. Yeah, I, I think they got it back, but like, yeah, they temporarily lost it. And I'm sure it has to do with meeting certain standards and all that sort of gobbledygook. But man, what, what a kick in the teeth of those students. So best of luck. Man, you just can't get to that skip button fast enough when the horse guy comes on. You stopped having the girl on Fridays, which I actually like because of public unrest. How long do you have? Do we have to have to listen to them? Stay consistent, boys. Equality, right? We stopped having Haley Minogue on because football season started. And she's welcome <laughs> to come on any time that she wants to. Um, wasn't because of public unrest. And secondly, it's, we, it's the road to the Kentucky Derby. EJ Clark, it's horse racing. Yeah, get fired up. Also, I'm pretty sure Haley's about to get a pretty kick-ass promotion. Whoa, spoiler alert. Yeah. What makes you say that? Because, uh, I mean, I, I, I think it's public. I don't know if it is or not. But there we go. There's your tease. <laughs> so Haley told you that she was getting an awesome promotion, but you're not supposed to say anything about it yet? I, I think it's out because I think it's starting uh, at the end of the month. She's just moving to mornings. There you go. If I spoiled it. Don't 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 tell me. Like early mornings? Yeah, like she'll be on the same time we are. Oh, okay. Yeah. Which is pretty morning news, pretty sweet gig. That is. Get done yeah, early. That's awesome. Well, yeah. good. Good for her if that's supposed to be out there. If it's not, then you heard nothing, folks. You heard nothing. <laughs> Mom's the word. Oh, good. Uh, good morning, people. It's UK Pez. I am in on sports gambling bet. Thayer is from my district. He is a bot man. He will not let it come up for vote. And Scooter is right again on 10% for bail, proving again he is a smartest on the show. Have a wonderful day, UK Pez. Come on. I'll just say this, Scoots. If you got UK Pez agreeing with you and saying something's right, probably means, means it's not it's <laughs> not right. Just just so just so you know. Um, he says, I do highly recommend a two-man scramble in Santa Claus, Indiana. The two-man scramble. Maybe he means the scrambler at Holiday World. Oh, not a fan of the scrambler. Oh, oh. I love the scrambler. Gosh. It's usually something with a short line, and then you get your thrills from it. No, I get, I get, I just get my pukes from it. I cannot that, and like the Tilter World is a white man scramble, and I can maybe, but no. The saddest thing that happened to me in my most recent uh, amusement park adventure. Uh, is they've got a new roller coaster at Holiday World, and it's it's a kick-ass roller coaster. Love it. It like shoots you out. You do a bunch of flips. Like it, it's it's really awesome ride. Um, next to it is the big swings, and we were like, you know what? I normally don't do spinny rides, but like this is right here. There's no line. Like let's just hop on for a little bit. And both my wife and I, we got off, and we were like, oh my god, we need to take a break. We're getting sick over here. It just the spinning. I just can't. I cannot do the spinning at all. Man. So sad. That Such is sad. It's, ew, yikes. The swingies too fast for Nick? Seriously. <laughs> what do you all think of the Kentucky fan who's softer than a bowl of ramen noodles switching his shirt to Tennessee shirt at the Tennessee game? Pretty inexcusable, if you ask me. I'm sure this has been a topic of conversation because uh, it's been a few days now. 
Yeah, uh, but like I just would be like, uh, no, I don't. Uh, yeah, I, I would not. I would not do that. There is a part of me that's like, hey, if you make a bet, you need to honor it. And I do think ultimately, if you make a bet, you need to honor. It. You don't make a stupid bet like that. You just you don't make that bet. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know the line. You know where to draw the line. Yeah. You anything that involves putting on that ugly orange, you don't do it. Even if you feel if you feel great, like absolutely, totally great about it, then you got to live with the consequences, which I guess is what happened with this kid. But like Kentucky was a one point underdog. You know, like you could see that loss coming. You don't you don't roll the dice in that situation there, pal. So you just he deserves the heat that he's getting. You just you is, you know, is that what happened? He lost the bet. Lost yeah. the bet. He was in the student section and put on a Tennessee shirt because he lost the bet. I was I was thinking it could have been like that kid we saw at Louisville when we went for KRC game day. He had the Louisville shirt on, but under it he had the Duke jersey. Oh, just I trying to I be a troll, that. I guess. Oh, okay. Uh, I guess yeah. me, maybe me and Brooke only saw it. I, the, oh, the, whoa. Or are you and Brooke just by yourselves? Oh my gosh, Scoots. <laughs> oh lordy. <laughs> well, we were just paying Walmart, attention. You all weren't. <laughs> yeah, we did have to run to Walmart. Roush, you're making weird noises over there, buddy. <laughs> yeah, well, because I'm uncomfortable. <laughs> uh, this from Robert. <laughs> I'm going to use my one long text of the year on college officiating, so apologies ahead of time. Uh, bring it on, Robert. I think you get one a month, Robert. I think it's one a month. Why wouldn't a coach come out and openly criticize an official after a horrible call? In my opinion, one of two things would happen. The official, knowing they will get buried and reviewed for these calls, would begin to give your team the benefit of the doubt and hopefully call things more evenly or correctly in fear of being called out again or other obvious punishments like being fired. Or they go the other way, begin to make 50-50 calls benefit the other team more, hence proving that officials show their biases more often than media and talking heads are willing to admit. And in that event, the coach would still win out, having proof that these things happen and all constantly and changes need to be made. Hopefully this makes sense. So basically what he's saying is coaches should call out officials, one, because it'll hold them accountable, or two, it'll, it'll, they will be biased, they'll start getting bad calls, and it'll prove the coach right. So either way, something is happening. Mm, Robert, that's a good it's, point. it's interesting. The only thing I would say, though, is in your – option two is what will happen. And option two is what has happened. Um, the, it, it just doesn't matter. Like it doesn't they're, – they're not held to any sort of accountability that at least we know about publicly – and what happens is officiating, just like any profession, and it's so gross in so many areas, but um, like journalism specifically, but officials are going to have each other's backs because they know what it's like to be an official and how hard it is. You know, every mm -hmm. job is so hard and nobody ever knows the stuff that we go through and blah, blah, blah. But that's, that's not unique to officials. Every pro profession, people generally will associate with one another. They want they're going to stick out for other people because they want other people to stick out for them if things happen. So if you criticize and you call out officials, it's not just that official that's going to give you a bad call that next time they officiate your game. It's every official for a long time in your career, most likely. And uh, that's why you don't see coaches do it as much. Yeah, I, I will say it's very it was very heartening to see that we do have national media starting to come after the officials. Jay Billis doesn't do a whole lot of writing, uh, but he did have it was it was basically the precursor to his power rankings as we get closer to March Madness. He, he spent like 
I don't know, almost a thousand words just tearing into the officiating in college basketball, starting with this line. Well, we have a fire in college basketball and it is spreading to the rest of our house. It is officiating, not individual officials, but the officiating of the game. Essentially said college basketball really isn't a great spot uh, in general. The, the quality of play has improved immensely. The coaching, you've got rising stars in the profession, except the officiating is ruining everything and it's lack of consistency. And it was just like, yes, like I know that Jay Billis can – he can sometimes uh, push the wrong buttons, but we finally – we got him on our side, TJ. We got him. Yeah, good for Jay Billis. Uh, more folks should do it. It's horrible, and it actually is fixable. Like, it can be better. The NCAA has made zero efforts that we know about of trying to improve it. Uh, so so good for Jay Billis. And I do disagree. It is also individual individual officials. There are just bad officials out there. Um and they don't, and they, it's the same ones. You, you hear about them all the time. But I do also, I do agree that it's some of, some of it's not every official's fault. Charges just shouldn't be a part of college basketball. Uh, texts are really switching things up. Anyone else pumped for the Louisville Extremes upcoming season, ready to run through a brick wall? I thought that they couldn't pay their players and they were out. Um, I, yes, I did too, but I also forgot that they existed. So, um, who knows? Who knows? It's nebulous. Oh, Louisville. Man. Uh, Kentucky football players better stock up on chapstick because they'll need they'll need their kissing lips ready for when Miss Mullins comes to town. <laughs> That's a great text into the Thornton's text line, 502-414-1450. Ralph- Part of my take actually asked Evan McPherson what it's like to kiss Dan Mullins' wife. <laughs> it's very funny. What did he say? He was just like, she wasn't kissing us. It was like the uh, Michael Scott at Classy at the casino doing the like that. That's how he likened it. So, oh, I I I put it out there on Twitter to mix feedback. It seems like the people who don't think it's going to happen just don't think it's going to happen because Mullen wouldn't wouldn't bring himself to becoming an offensive coordinator at UK. Which maybe maybe that's true. Like his next, he's not he he like right now. If you look at former Florida coaches, you either do the uh, Nick Saban quality control, you become an offensive coordinator somewhere to get a new job, or you end up at like Central Michigan, like Jim McElwain. Like, and I I I doubt that he would stoop to that. I think he would prefer to be an OC at a big time school, and, and then before going back to head coaching. But that's just me. Yeah, I've, I've I've talked myself into if Cohen does leave, which like you know, come on, we got we got to get a decision going one way or another here, Cohen. I hope you stay. I'll wait forever if the answer's staying. But if you're going to leave, you got to let us know sooner than later. I, I've I've gotten excited about the idea of Dan Mullen if Cohen does go. So no way I get my hopes up here. A texter on the Thornton's text line says, "Just tried Boston cream donut pop tarts, amazing. Also the hot fudge Sunday ones." but put them in the freezer quite tasty. Uh, the latter I can concur um, because I thought they were garbage the first time I had them in high school. And then in college, we we threw some in the freezer and it was game changing, game changing. So I'm mostly kind of like missionary when it comes to Pop-Tarts, cherry and strawberry, I believe. But I'd be willing to try some different things. I'd be willing to get out. No brown my- cinnamon sugar? I've had brown. I mean, I've, I've, I've had a lot of these, but it's been a really, really long time. Brown cinnamon sugar is probably third in my all-time Pop-Tarts eating ranking. 
Uh, it's solid. Yeah, I, I don't I, have any major issues with it. I was a big, I know you all won't be into this, but I was a big chocolate chip Pop-Tart guy. Yeah, I, I don't know if I've ever had it, but just at the surface, sounds out, but willing to try it. I do think with all the Pop-Tart talk, I need to get ahead of something and just let everybody know I am a toaster strudel guy. They are significantly oh, better than, yeah. than Pop-Tarts for what it's worth, but and certainly better than bagels, but that's neither here nor there. <laughs> Oh, man. What do you think uh, Greg Marshall's up to? Probably screaming at college students, putting them in headlocks like he's 10. <laughs> Remember, he, he like chased or followed somebody around that had like parked in his coach's spot. <laughs> yeah, he chased like him around campus. Gosh, he really is just somebody that was unhinged. And you hope that like just taking a step back and reprioritizing things can do a lot of good for somebody like him. Because he was, he was a good coach when he wasn't being psychotic. Like, he was a good X and O coach. He was a good basketball coach. But, man, he was a nut. Mm. Runs in the family, too. Oh, good, a little political text here. I can't believe the gunman is walking free after the attempted murder. What's absolutely hilarious is he's getting bailed out for not being more accurate with his shooting. If he is accurate with his shooting, odds are the politician is no longer living and the gunman gets life in prison. Just absolutely infuriating. But BLM, if the politician was black and the gunman was white, all hell would break loose on social media. Uh, just all the way absolutely pathetic. We don't even have nearly enough time to get into that. I have a very serious take on this, though. Um, every time I see BLM, I, the abbreviation just goes to bowel movement. Is that bad? It's, I don't. I don't. I don't think it's bad. Gotta take a. Gotta take a BM. Whatever your brain does, buddy, it's your brain. All right. It's, it's a weird one. A texter on the Thorn Sex Line says Louisville baseball with the same odds as the Batcats to win the College World Series. Officially, an all systems failure for the athletic department. You know, Dan McDonald can't win the big one. Dan McDonald definitely cannot win the big one, and that is actually true. So that's a good text. Even though I'm kind of pessimistic mm. on this season with the Batcats, they're going to get the win today. I can just feel it in my plums. That being said, at least we don't have to worry about U of L winning the College Baseball World Series because Dan McDonald can't win the big one, and and also Jeff Waltz can't win the big one. They lost last night. Oh wow! You wouldn't know though because it was on RSN and uh, UK women, so they're on a little bit of a winning streak. Three game so win streak. Shout out them. to the hoops. Still think there needs to probably be some changes after the year, but wins are good. We like wins around these parts. Feels as if sports gambling will be legal once Churchill's good and ready for it. Oh yeah. Just got to get that hotel up and running. I just drove. I just about drove my truck into the Ohio when Dan Mullen was spoken of as a replacement OC. If you promise me a ass whooping of Florida in the SEC championship game and an SEC championship game with him, the first time I heard his rap squeak ass voice, I would become a Hoosier fan. Come on, we got that's, room for you. That's silly. Dan yeah. Mullen, good coach. Just right, and like he was fun to he he's fun to hate in like a. Uh, you know, like uh, it's a, it's a, it is it would be a little rocky, but it would be worth it. I because I think actually like you're you're I think you would get that texture. Uh, a texture says Derek Anderson, 1997. I was talking more specifically Cal Air, and I think I said that. But yes, absolutely. Yeah, yeah, that's a big one, man. Um, John here. Good morning, y'all. Man, I'm so excited that finally gave the king a true movie. The trailer for the biographical Elvis movie looks awesome. It's about darn time. Elvis was and is the king of entertainment, and the cats are the kings of the court. They will come 
They will do some TCB this weekend and win by 14 plus. So there will be a cat attack. Well, have a great weekend. Got to go. Talk to you later. Yeah, I don't. Everybody entitled their own opinions. I just don't know how, if you didn't grow up in Elvis, how if you're like 30 or 40 right now, how you could be such an Elvis fan. Like I could get under, I could understand liking his music or finding him like attractive or interesting or wanting to read more about him. I just don't like, I've appraised some houses, Roush, that have been like young 30 year olds that have had just like an insane Elvis collection. And I was like, <laughs> what? Oh yeah. Okay. I was wondering where you were going because I'm like I you know I enjoy an Elvis song here. I think and there. some of his music is good. Yeah, yeah. I, I agree. But John being such a bit like so excited for the movie, John's a younger man. Like yeah, you know, I'm just I wondering do. where your Elvis fandom came from. Strictly music, or is it more like his ah, well, whatever. A texture says Roush loves grown men acting like cartoon characters, but hates adult cartoons. Oh, Ooh, yeah, that is interesting. I, I do think I'm going to enjoy the Chippendale movie where it's cartoons in real life. That's going to be fun. A texture says, I used to have a bad case of fat kid denial too, Justin. I was not fat. <laughs> I wasn't fat. <laughs> oh, it sounds like you're in stage one. Have you seen Billy Madison, Justin? Started. Yeah, of course. Loser denial? Perhaps. Texter says, Justin won't kiss and tell, but maybe he will lick and tell. Did you lick her? <laughs> Not telling. I love Nil, the Porsche dealership and Louisville signs Kentucky players, leaving a small Southern Indiana dealership for Louisville kids. <laughs> oh, man. Hey, fellas. Brad from Bellbrook here. With the likelihood that Liam Cohen is leaving, do you think it's possible we go after a guy like Brian Harlan? No, he doesn't have coordinator experience, but he's been in Ohio State for years and a great offensive mind, and he's proven himself to be one of the best recruiters in college football. I think I would roll the dice on him. Ooh, man, that is a great question uh, because he is right on the – like he's on the borderline. He's probably due to get a coordinator job eventually, and he's a kick-ass recruiter. So, man, that, that's a There's good another name. Brad. Yeah, yeah, way to go, Brad from Bellbrook. Everybody give it up for Brad. Yeah, there you go, Brad. Good job. All right. Well, I look forward to Roush making a list of candidates if it becomes official, official for Cohen. Uh, let's hope not, though. We need another year of Cohen and Will Levis. It'll be a lot of fun. The Kentucky Constitution states that you have to set bail for any non-capital offense. So to everyone who has issue with the release, the issue is with the Kentucky Constitution, not the judge, not some three-letter acronyms. Oh, the more you know, we learned about the Constitution today. Well, yeah, I, I whoever deserves to take the blame for that, I I will throw my blame at that. I cannot imagine having gunshots go through my clothes and then literally within like 36 hours, the person that did that just is out willy-billy, although they are on home incarceration, I believe. Um, but yeah, scary situation. Louisville's better than that as a city. I know we always talk about how weird this town is. Um, but it's certainly better than that. I think everybody would agree with that. But what we'd all agree with is we're looking for a Cats win this weekend. And maybe not Justin, although you never know for sure. I've got Kentucky 76 to 75, a one-point win. And I was going to have a one-point win even before Bobby. But Bobby, you know, he's generally pretty right with this stuff. So I do think I feel good about it being a close game. Uh, history says that's bad news. Kentucky's only won one score game against Alabama since 1998. Or actually, that was the last time it happened. If it's a one score game against Alabama, the Crimson Tide win. So I'm taking the Cats by five. I've been wrong the last three games. Give me, give me Alabama by two. Wow. Oh, we gotta go. Yeah. We gotta go. Everybody have a good weekend. See you later. Be safe. Bye. Okay. <laughs>